welcome to NFT. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy. Going to be joined by Desert Mentor, Steve Bambury on this one. And, uh, you know, when you are a Top Shot collector, it is very easy to determine how scarce or how rare your your moment is. You know, they're, they're labeled common, rare, or legendary, right? And, and what we're going to talk about today is how do you do that with generative avatar PFP projects? How do you determine when you open something or you mint something what you got? So, uh, Steve, nice of you to have you join me. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a good topic, especially for the beginners and there's people joining the space every day. The amount of times I know, especially, you know, flashback a few weeks ago before some of the tools that we're going to talk about came along and you would mint something from one of these drops. And, I, and I've done it myself, you know, you then grab the pictures, stick them on Twitter and go, how did I do? That was the question. How did I do? Because it's one thing if you mint the solid gold one or the one with the laser eyes or the zombie one, the inevitably rare zombie or alien one. Cheetah. Because we, yeah, the cheetah skin. Yeah, because, we're, because you know, a lot of the, the tropes carry over right away back to the crypto punks, don't they? The zombies and aliens and that. Um, or if you, know, if you know that it's a one-of-one special edition or something. But quite often, you know, just like when you open your Top Shot packs, you 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 got, no, you know, number... 26,312 or you've got number 3,917 you have got now a picture of a goat or a bull or a dog or a cat or some other farm animal um, and it's wearing some sort of shirt and it's got some sort of expression and it's got some sort of hat and some sort of background and you look at it and you think how did I do and and it's not it's not just about how did I do right because you know depending on what your sort of collector stance is, if you're a day trader, a flipper, or a holder, long-term yeah. holder, right? Um, it, sure, it's nice to know how do you do, but there's also the component of when you're then going to then list on the marketplace, you want to make sure that you're taking these things into consideration as you're listing your item for sale. Yeah, how did I do? And and, and if I'm going to sell it, how do I price it? Um, because again, uh, and I've joked to you that this is the one of the issues with medium rare, you know, if you get one of those ones that you know straight off the, out the gate that they are rare, special, yep. you know that you're at the top end, you know, the deep end of the pool, you can list for your, your crazy amounts. And, and conversely, if you've pulled something that looks like a dog's dinner and it is, it looks pretty basic, you're going to be looking at the floor price. The issue comes when you mint medium rare. You've got something that, you know, say in a 10,000, say it's a mint of 10,000 and you mint something that's, 800 or even 1,300 out of 10,000. No, it's pretty good. If you did, in terms of its rarity, not in terms of its its serial you're talking about. No, 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 no. So not in terms of it, yeah. Not in terms Wanna of make it, that disclaimer yeah, and yeah, distinction. In terms of, of its rarity, uh, and we'll come on to how you would figure that out. Um, you know, if you, again, using the top shot analogy, if, if, you, if you pull a top shot moment and it's a 35K moment, and you pull number 2000, you know exactly where that stands in the grand scheme of 35,000 of them. Um, but again, it can be quite hard to price because your whales, your your hardcore collectors, they're, they're looking for number one or number two. Jersey or, number. Or, yeah, well, it's not my jersey numbers in this case. It tends to be crazy numbers. You know, I, I, I flipped a, 
a hash daemon for when the floor was 0 0.05 for 0.3 simply because it was number 420. Um, and someone wanted someone that. Someone wanted number 420. So, in, you know, there, there's the, the numerology comes in, number eight, number 666, all these kind of things come in, uh, into, into play as well. Um, and, and in some cases, like with the hash daemon, even before it's been revealed, somebody bought that off me for... Point three before it was even revealed, um, and I checked afterwards, and it just it was a regular common one. It's worth point zero one now. Yeah, and, um, and, and under, understanding uh, the rarity also again translates to understanding how to price. So if you're trying to get liquid quick and you yeah. want a quick sale, you know that if it is a, a medium rare pickle and you're selling it at floor pickle price, you have a greater chance for it to go quickly, and, yeah. and vice versa. So, okay. I just minted something. Yeah. Now what? Now what? How, how do I determine what I have in, in my hand? Well, it depends what you minted, obviously. Um, and again, coming back to something we talked about before, uh, this is the beauty of if you're in the in the space and, and in particularly focused on the one-upon art projects, because apart from the occasional special edition they might do, they're all equally valued. And if they're not equally valued, it will be based on the art itself. You know, someone might value one higher just because that particular piece is just so special and, you know, it just stands out. Or because it speaks to them personally. You know, I really like this one because it reminds me of a film I watched or something like that. Um, with the generative projects, obviously, when you've got five, six, eight, ten, or in the case of Lucky Maneki, what is it, 14,000? variations on the same thing uh it's it's trickier and you know it used to be the case that you just had to kind of you, you had to, to do it the hard way so you can obviously on the uh you, you can go to your nft on on OpenSea. you can then click on the properties tab and it will show you the traits and it will tell you the percentages now a word of warning to the beginners out there uh in terms of those percentages they can be misleading, especially directly after a drop. Why? Um, because they don't, that, that, is, that metadata takes a while to carry over. So it might say, for example, that you've, your, your dog, your cat, your cow, whatever it is, has got a hat on that only 0.3% of others have got. And you think, wow, that's super, super rare. Um, but then it might be a case that the metadata hasn't updated even more. So if it's an ongoing drop and you know, there's 8,000 of them and only 6,000 have been minted so far, there's another 2000 to come. And it might so happen that 500 of them are all wearing the same hacks. Obviously it's random. Um, you know, statistically you wouldn't expect it, but it's, it is a possibility. Possible. Um, so you do need to be careful looking at those stats until, you know, the kind of dust has settled and everything's been minted. All the metadata has been updated. I've, I've been caught out myself like that before. I've, I've got one. I thought, wow, this looks incredibly rare. And then and, and the mint had finished and everything. But then it's just that the metadata hadn't updated. And then suddenly it updates and you realize it's not quite as rare as you thought. Um, so, yeah, the that that was you know, a couple of months ago. That was the only way to do it. Um, and I remember putting a tweet out because back when I was more heavily, I know you, you're still down a, a heavy rabbit hole with with Topshop. I, I'm I'm less involved in the Topshop community now than than I was back in say March. But uh, I remember putting a tweet out saying I wish there was a live token for open NFTs. Yeah, yeah. 
because Live Token changed the game for me when I was heavily into Topshop yep. because you were able to see stuff as live as it was coming into the marketplace. You were able to filter and look for specific moments, specific rarities. You specific could snipe and points. It helped you to snipe and all this kind of stuff. And then we were blessed because two essentially came along in quick succession. Uh, one as a standalone website, which is Rarity Tools. Rarity.tools is, is literally the, the web address. The, there is no .com, it's .tools, so rarity.tools. Um, and then there's now Rarity Sniper, which is a Discord server. Uh, both essentially serving the same purpose, allowing you to, to, uh, to look at the rarity ranking of a specific uh, NFT. So for example, after a big drop, you can go into the Rarity uh, Sniper Discord server, you can type in a specific command and you can type in the the, uh, the ID number for your NFT and or, or indeed somebody else's NFT. You know, you can type in the floor NFTs and it will quickly generate and tell you its rarity rank. So they, they use, they feed all of the trait data, you know, through an algorithm and then it, it ranks them all. And similarly, if you're shopping on the, se- on the marketplace, the secondhand marketplace, you can throw that in to get an idea of, Maybe it's a good bargain. Maybe what you're looking at is... You can, is- but the, 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 the difficulty doing it on the OpenSea marketplace is you've got to mess around with all of those individual trades. So you think about some of these generative projects, they've got, you know, some some cases, 10 different trades. No, but maybe I'm, I'm looking at CoolCat4438 and it looks interesting. Yeah. And it looks priced a little high, but then I throw it into rarity.tools and I see, oh, oh yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Okay, it's fairly rare that, you know, it makes sense that it's yeah. priced or, and, or you and, find and a bargain. To be honest, this is why I, I prefer, and I think most people do prefer the Rarity Tools site to the, the Rarity Sniper uh, Discord server. The handy thing about Rarity Sniper is it, it, it's up faster. So the, um, you know, a project will drop and, almost you know within an hour or so it will start to as long as it's revealed you know if it's not obviously this won't work if it's one of these projects where it drops and then the reveal of what you've got is a week later as long as it's revealed within an hour or so of the reveal it will be available on rarity sniper um rarity tools you can is is more like what i was asking for a couple of months ago it's more like the live token and evaluate.market is also expanding right they're starting to involve not just top shot in terms of their um market assessments right they've moved broader to involve board apes in different nft collections as well yeah yeah indeed yeah so okay so if i'm in the marketplace and i'm searching to determine if i find want if this ape is a good bargain if this is a floor ape or not rarity.tools rarity yeah, sniper so is a good I, place I do this to go. Like, obviously as you know one of the one of the projects that i adore is the alien boy it's okay. the one project you most adore <laughs> um there's something about the fact that, like and I, this is a, a, a warning as much as anything the, the minute they let you name your nfts on chain uh, you get so attached to them, it's untrue. There's actually uh, a single tear dropping from from uh, <laughs> Steve Bambury's eye right now as we're talking. But so what I'll do is uh, I will trade bits and pieces. Uh, you know, I'll pick stuff up and then I'll flip it for you know five, six, seven x, and I'll, I'll in a week. You know, I'll I'll, I'll make I don't know a, a, a bit of profit, and quite often now by the end of the week, I'll be like, ah, oh, I've made a bit of money. Time to get another alien boy. 
So how many do you have at this point? Uh, I've I've only got five, but then I'm no whale. Um, you know, I'm quite. You're, happy. Five, you're five not plus, a shrimp, five but you're plus, not a whale. Five plus Bilbo Baghead that I got was gifted by by Georgie. Big shout out to Georgie. Thank you very much for for my baghead. Um, but um, yeah, so the first thing I'll do now is rather than just go into OpenSea and just filter into you know lowest price by now, I'll go to Rarity Tools and I'll put in a price that I would be willing to pay. So say, for example, it might be, you know, and it, it, to be fair, right, maybe I'm, I might go to OpenSea, just double check, because the, the, the thing with Alien Boys is the floor is very, very... Uh, moves. It, yeah, moves a lot. Like one day it'll be 0.65, the next day it'll be 0.9. Um, so it changes quite a lot. So I might go there, just have a quick peek at what the floor is, and then it'll give me a benchmark. And then I'll go on Rarity Tools, and I'll go to the Alien Boy collection, I'll, I'll filter for buy now, and then I'll put the maximum price at something like 0.09. So that's actually something I didn't know you could do. Yeah, I've yeah. only used Rarity Tools after I've minted to see how rare something is. I didn't realize that it, it no, synced it with OpenSea. Yeah, yeah, no, I use it for shopping more now. Yeah. There, there is a caveat that comes with this. So so, so I'll, I'll put in 0.09 as, as a top price that I want to pay. And then you can find the rarest and for what that. What it will do is it will then show me uh, by default, it, it, it orders them by rarity. So when you, if you just go to the Alien Boy collection and you scroll down to the collection, obviously it will show you number one rarity, number two, number three, number four, number five. But if I then put in that threshold of right top price of 0.09, it will show me by order of rarity what's available under that price. And then you can click on any of them and click on view on OpenSea. Oh, that's amazing. So I will sometimes do that and you'll find that there's one listed um, I'm trying to think of a project that I've done this with recently. Um, but now, I'm, and now I'm, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of one. But there, 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 there's been a few where I've gone there. Um, oh, Gorilla Nemesis. So I, I minted with Gorilla Nemesis and uh, and then flipped them because I needed some some liquid. And then but I actually really liked the Gorilla Nemesis project. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I was I was a bit better off and in terms of ETH. I thought, oh, I'll go back. And, you know, I knew that the floor had come right down on Gorilla Nemesis. So I thought, oh, I'll go back and grab one of those just to hold it because I know that they've got some cool stuff going on. You know, a lot of these big projects now, it, it, even if you just hold one, it gets you access to different, you know, raffles and drops and airdrops and bits. So I'll just go and grab one of those now. So rather than just going and buying a random one, I went to Rarity Tools, put in, I think, I don't know, the floor was like 0 0.03 or something. So I think I put in like 0 0.05 and found one that was like top 500 rarity, basically at the floor price. Um, way, way, way undervalued that somebody was obviously just trying to get rid of. and because Or they were just totally unaware of how rare it was. Oh, they totally unaware. And, and because, you know, not as many eyes were on this project at this point, I was like, well, brilliant. If I'm going to buy one at this price, I'll buy the one that if this project kicks off again... Is, it has the most upside. Yeah, yeah. And it also meant that I could automatically relist it more in line because what I'll then quite often do, especially if, if I'm buying something to flip, which I wasn't necessarily doing with this, but I generally will relist them at... The price that I would be happy, you know, I wouldn't be devastated for them to have sold out. Apart from Alien Boys, never sell Alien Boys. Okay, hold Wait, hold they? on for dear life. Alien Boys. Um, but you know, I will then take off the price threshold and instead play with the rarity threshold. So, say I find one. Say say I, I mint something, and this comes full circle now back to what you said about how do you price something. Rarity tools is brilliant for this. So, say you mint out of a ten. Let's just use ten k because it's easy. You mint 
number 1,000, again, easy round number. You meant number 1,000 rarity okay. out of 10,000. You've, you've gone in, typed in the ID and rarity tools, and it's told you this is the, the in, in, if we put them in order of rarity, yours would be number 1,000. And now you want to sell it. How do you price it? Well, what you can then do on rarity tools is you can, rather than filter by the upper price or the minimum or maximum price, you can filter by minimum or maximum, maximum rarity ranking. So you can put in numbers around about a thousand and get a feel for where they're marketed. For where they have been priced. Uh, now it can be a bit tricky because obviously again some people will price stuff way, way lower. No different than the top shot market when someone yeah, someone, yeah, people don't know, but but you've got to think that they're gonna be the ones that get sniped off. Yeah. And you will tend to find a floor, and that's the price you go in at. And it's that that lets me dovetail quite nicely towards cool cats and i've said this publicly the reason i think that cool cats was such a success and such a massive ball run and yes partly it was to do with the low mint price i was just gonna say it was the, you know in fair play you know they were one of the first projects to, to do the whole but it dropped to drop the, yeah. the mint price to 0 0.02 fair play to them for that but what you know, I've seen other projects launch at 0 0.02, um, 0 0.03, and not go on such a run. For me, what enabled me to make the money that I made off of Cool Cats was the very clear tier system. Right from the start on their website, this was one of the first projects where it's like, right, there's six background colors or eight background colors, and each one designates a level. What that did is it created multiple floors. Yep. Um, and and easily recognizable. Yes. It's, we're not talking about a, a dagger tattoo on an eye. We're talking no. about green, red, There blue, was no purple. how did I do. If I've got a pink one, I know that that's this level. And therefore, it's you know the floor at that level. There, and, and for a while there, for the two weeks after that Cool Cats drop, I was literally, I had an Excel spreadsheet. And I was logging the floor for each tier about every three hours because it was, I, I was tracked it when it went up and then I watched it peak and then I watched it start to come back down and then it went up again with the roadmap announcement. But that allowed me to, to buy my way up with those cats, you know, to buy at the level and then, you know, trade up. Yeah. You could literally, you could go in and you could see like, you, you could see, the, the, the three, the two lowest, most common levels were the beige and the blue ones, and above that was a green. So as soon as you spotted a green one, if you in, you didn't even need open uh, rarity tools for this, you just gone open seat, you just filtered for lowest price, you started scrolling. As soon as you got to a green one, if it was in the middle of all the beige and the uh, beige and the blues, you knew full well that that was underpriced. And the same thing applied on yeah. the tiers above and the tiers above. And these very, very clear, was that done deliberately to make it easy to recognize? Was that why the artist chose to do it that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, it, it, very much so. Like the, the the colors were, as I say, from the actual site, the colors were used to designate the backgrounds. And you'll see the same thing has been used by a couple of projects since. And I know that, you know, the big uh, Meta Hero project that is, is using something similar as well. And I think the uh, the Galaxy, uh, Galaxy Fighters Arena, that one I think has got a similar kind of thing going on where it's very clear from, you know, you well, even, it it's, it's been given stars or it's been given a, a, a rating 
And it's very, very clear. As soon as you look at it, you know what you've got. Well, even Madcap Militia, not necessarily by yes. rarity's perspective, but the background yeah, yeah, yeah. indicates what troop you have or what brigade you're the, in. The badges in the corner. Yeah. Because I, I only ever minted one of them. Yep. Uh, didn't really like the art. Thought, oh, I'll just mint one, just have a look. Minted it, saw it had two badges in the corner, instantly knew it was quite good and flipped yep. it for like half an eighth um, and used it to buy Alien Boys or something. <laughs> so, moral of the story, guys, is buy more Alien Boys. Um, <laughs> is this, should we, is there, are you a paid advertiser for Alien Boys? I wish. Boys? <laughs> no. Okay. So, we're, we're not breaking any uh, influencer no, disclosure. No, nobody pays me for anything, man. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, no, but it comes back to, you know, get what you like. I will buy stuff sometimes. If I see that it's something's popular, I'll buy into it specifically to trade it to then go and spend that money on something that I actually want. You know, um, the, you know, the, the very, the, the one alien boy that I minted when they first dropped, I bought that by, uh, from crypto minis. That were being given away for nothing, and then the artist was buying, buying them, them back. back off of you. And he bought like four back off of me, gave me about 0 0.5, 0 0.05 ETH, and I used that to buy my alien boy. You know? And what a love story was written. Yeah, yeah. You're ever since that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, rarity.tools, rarity sniper, the Discord server. We'll put show note in the show notes links yeah, yeah, for both sure. of those so people can find them. Yeah. Any other closing words you want to get in on uh, rarity for these NFT projects before we say goodbye? Um, no, I mean, I've said it before. I think if, if, you, if you focus on the one-of-one one art projects, you're always getting something rare because all of them are rare. Um, if you're going to go for these bigger drops, um, just bear in mind if the mint price is closer to 0.1 than 0.01, your odds of making a profit, if that's what your intention is, are greatly diminished because there's a much higher chance that the floor will drop below the mint price. Versus raise. Hmm? Versus raise up because yeah, it's yeah, higher yeah, to be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if that's your intention, you're, you're always better off looking for the ones that are going to mint at 0 0.03, 0 0.02. Um, and I'm, it's going to start moving this way, man. People, listen. I'm moving away from 10K. Yeah, well. So I see a few more projects now, finally realizing we don't have to have 10,000 of them. Why, why is everyone stuck on 10,000? Just because Bored Apes did 10,000. CryptoPunks 10, did 10,000 yeah. too, right? Why 10,000 all the time? Do 5,000. Do 3,000. You don't need to be greedy with these projects. Or do 100. Yeah. I mean, imagine if there was art you really liked and there was 100 of them and they were selling at 0.1. Look, be... look at what Dario's doing. Yeah. Dario, is with his Minds project, he's doing, nine, I think, 999. So 1,000, basically, at 0.25. And obviously, the guy is a sick, yeah, sick artist. I mean, incredible artist. So he, he's selling art, but, you know, they are essentially a collection. And they're on fire. You know, the floor is like five feet or something. Get in contact with Desert Minter on Twitter if you need more assistance or you want to drop in the DMs or the comments and get more advice on this. This is definitely his forte more than mine. Uh, I want to thank him for joining me and thank you for tuning in. Always appreciate your retweets, likes. Twitter follows all of it. We're, uh, we're doing well with the podcast and it's all because of your support. So until next time, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off, Steve Bambury signing off. We'll see you around.